Welcome to another episode of the Evolved Idiots Podcast. As always, my name is Mike Mendoza. Matthew Nathaniel. What's going on, man? I don't know. Just hanging out Saturday. Saturday. This week, or Sunday, actually. (laughs) Sunday. I don't know what day of the week it is, man. (laughs) I mean, all the days have started to run together so much. Just just the whole past, you know, 10 or 12 months and just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Every day sort of feels the same. I work I work every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least a little bit even on the weekend. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. It all mashes together. It sort of does. At least at least like today yesterday it rained a little bit or all day. And then today's sunny again, thank God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd hate for Southern Californians to have to suffer through two days of of rain. Well, I mean, like you we need, you had, we need rain here Yeah, though. you hadn't moved out here yet, but like this one year in February, literally like rained every day for the whole month. Yeah. And that shit was, and you know, California drivers, they're not the, they're not the best, you know? Well, <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. Run, they rarely, rarely drive in the rain. That's why. Or they like to drive 90 miles in the rain. An hour. Yeah. Well, that's because they're used to driving fast. Yeah, I guess. They don't, Here, they don't understand the concept that you have to slow down a little bit to yeah. allow for more Here's also time. my pet peeve too, is like... If you have like a, a fucking bumper sticker or a cause on your car, don't drive like an asshole. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm so petty, I'll be like, fuck that whole cause now. <laughs> you know, like, fuck Bernie 2020. <laughs> if you're going to drive like an asshole. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about bumper stickers. Or like, how do how you want me to defend Armenia and you're out here driving like an asshole? Sorry, I can't can't give you support now. That's is this a little pettiness they, on is me. Is this because they have Armenian bumper stickers? No, they have a huge uh a huge like thing on their uh uh on their glass in the on the back that says defend Armenia. And oh. then and then they drive like assholes. And then I'm like, I love our Armenian people, but now fuck you, you know? <laughs> I love Glendale, but fuck you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop driving like assholes, guys. I love you guys. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just shouldn't drive like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes people drive like assholes. I'm sure at times I drive like an asshole. Uh-huh. You know, or it'll be like the stick figures of a family. And I'm like, fuck your whole family now, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's how petty I, I am. I'm a petty person. I do sort of know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a petty person. I'm like, man, fuck your whole cause now. You know, yeah. even if it's something like for me, like. Uh, a Filipino flags on there. <laughs> I'll be like, man, fuck the Filipinos, bro. <laughs> Driving like assholes. Yeah. You know, there's, so there's no bias with me. You know, everyone could get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's very nice of you. All the assholes of every race. Yeah. Can get it. You know, of all families, of all, all families. sizes. Yeah. <laughs> that's my pet peeve. Yeah. That's e- my- we're equal opportunity here. You know, yeah, equal, that's for sure. Equal opportunity pettiness for me, you know, because yeah. I'm just like, where are you rushing to? We're in a pandemic still. Well, you know, <laughs> some people still have places to be at times. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know we're closed in a lot of respects, but I still feel like there's a lot of people on the road going somewhere. That's what I, w- I would love to know where these people are going or where they're coming from. I mean, maybe places. Because it's like an overwhelming, like, you'll be driving and then one part of the freeway will be, like, jam-packed. Like, where are you coming from? I mean, maybe more people were working than we're aware of. I guess. Or maybe, 
I don't know. Maybe people are just getting out and going on trips and yeah. like driving around. But it's weird because like the rush hours are still the rush hours, you know, like four or five. That like, is true. So it's like. Mm, I have noticed that. Yeah. So it's like, are these, are these people? I don't think they're all working. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're all going to the beach until until, <laughs> until nightfall. Until nightfall, which yeah. is at five, rush hour, ironically, yeah. right now. So I heard the beach was kind of well, like Venice is kind of gross right now, and so yeah. is Santa Monica a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's because of the sad to hear, but I haven't been down there. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't think know. you want to. You know, you'll be like, ew. I really like that area too. Like, that, I, I like that, it a lot. Is that human poop on the sands of Venice? Probably. <laughs> Thanks, Garcetti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even as a homeless person, you should I I don't know, I would I would I would I would wanna, you know, keep the beach clean. Yeah, but some of them aren't even in their right mind, you know? Like that's, they're uh, nuts. That's that's true. You know? But I, I don't think I think there's a lot of that, but I think there's a growing amount of homeless that are not out of their minds. They've just they're recently kind of homeless. Yeah, but those, those are the ones pooping on the sides of the street now, or like <laughs> gibbering, well, jabbering. Not, not. There's, there's, there's a lot of people. I know that that you see a lot of those people on the street, and they get the most attention. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of home, of technically homeless people that are kind of un unseen or don't get a lot of attention. You know, well, those aren't the ones pooping in the streets. No, they're generally not. But those are the ones you know, that we could actually, you know, they're pooping really, in jars really, like normal human we, beings. We could actually help, you know, transition out of that situation. Uh huh. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, if we have a a very robust plan, a a, a way to, you know, approach it. Yeah. Because it's a complicated issue. Yeah. It's not like you could throw money at it, but that's not the answer. They've tried that here in California and it's not gotten anywhere. It's, yeah, it's, I remember, I remember me and you had a conversation. You said that uh, they're they were planning on building housing, right, for homeless. And everyone wanted their hands in the pockets, right? So then, like, the housing cost went fucking through the roof, right? From what you told yeah, me? Yeah, I forget the exact figures, but it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like the these guys. I was at some, uh, a meeting and, and these guys had won an award for uh, how to build or create housing Little, for, tiny houses housing for the shit, homeless. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think the cost on it was somewhere on, I'm pretty sure it was under a hundred grand per unit, you know, and here in California, that's pretty cheap, but mm -hmm. I want to say it was quite closer to like 50 or 60. Yeah. And so, but by the time they had went and they had had conversations, they had spoken with people at the state and the city levels, and they were trying to implement it, each unit ended up being, I want to say it was close to 800000 a unit. So why did it get inflated so much, you think? I mean, there's so many levels of... of of people that want their hands like bureaucracy money. and everybody, you know, each time that you need an approval or, you know, this or that, or you got to get a, a permit. It's not a permit, but it drives the cost up, Yeah, you know, invariably, you but, know, same thing if, if, you know, and that doesn't even include trying to actually, you know, get, uh, you know, land use permits and things like that as well. Yeah. But fucking eight hundred thousand, like for something that cost fifty grand to make, I mean, the end it, cost would be five hundred or eight hundred thousand per unit. It made it. That's crazy. I remember them saying it basically made it uh, 
infeasible to move forward with the project uh, from their perspective. Well, of course. Like, I mean, it went up like how yeah. many percent? <laughs> yeah. It just it didn't didn't make sense. So, I mean, it's it's an issue, but it's it's an it's an issue of like you know, kind of like you're pointing out here with, or it's not about just throwing money at it. It's mm -hmm. you know, we need mental health workers, mm -hmm. and we need places to get them off the streets because that is part of it. They're not going to get get off. You, it's so much harder to get off the streets if you're in the streets. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to get a job and stuff. It's it's virtually impossible if you're living on the streets. Yeah. So like getting them off the streets, you know, getting them mental health, you know, helping them transition, you know, helping them with food, you know, yeah. like this is, but this is again where people are like, well, we don't want to hand out to people. And it's like, well, you know. So my, here's my question for that is like, some people need a hand up, a, help, yeah. a hand. But the fact know? that it went to 800,000, is that like, that's corruption, right? That's a form of like from 50 grand it's, it's probably, to 800,000. It's like, well, let's not, let's not, because I don't remember the exact numbers, but let's say it, it was, was around that though. I remember when you told me, I was like, holy shit. So I think it's a combination obviously of corruption yeah. because you know, different contractors along the way. They know it's a government job contract. Then there tends to be some price gouging that occurs in situations like that because they feel like they can get away with it if they know they're going to get the contract. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also just, you know, bureaucracy in it. You know, do we need, you know, all these different uh, steps to go through and all these different permits and all these different approvals from all these different agencies within the state and city and local levels to move forward with something like this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really the question. That's what people talk about when I think they refer to California and it being overregulated. It's not like that. It's true, you know, always true regulation. It's just that there's so much bureaucracy built into mm -hmm. it that it feels like it's, it's organic, organic regulation. Yeah. And it's hard to do business here for sure. In California. I mean, it makes it more challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure, you've really got to, you know, to, to be able to pull something off here in California, you know, if you can do it here, you could probably do it in any state Yeah, just because you've jumped through so many hoops uh, that, you know, you go to a state that's uh, doesn't have as many hoops. It seems like a much easier process. Yeah, for sure. But I always found that interesting when you're like, yeah, it costs, you know, 50 grand to make. And now it's like 800,000. It was just like, it blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. It's, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that they're doing right now with, you know, as far as another project that I, I don't understand is this rail they keep trying to do here in California. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I really want to look this up before I speak, but it's a ridiculous number uh, <laughs> cost of the. And is the Tesla one you're talking this, about? No, this is the high speed rail. Oh, so this is the 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 uh, high the speed bullet rail. train that they're trying to do from here to Vegas. Uh, no, well, it would run from Sacramento to San Diego eventually. From here to San Diego. Yeah. So it hit all your major cities. Okay. And so I don't remember what the original cost was, but this, this little quip here um, from uh, uh, the news says that the estimated cost to complete California's high-speed rail line rose another $1.3 billion to $80.3 billion while construction is on schedule to meet a 2022 deadline 
to have 20% of the track laid, according to a new report. So, I mean, that's the problem, though. It just continues to go up. Yeah. I mean, right now they're looking at estimated costs on this. Uh, it could end up being as high as $98.1 billion because it keeps just going up. Like, they keep asking for more money. And, they're again, you're only doing 20% of the rail at this rate. Yeah. At $90, million, at $90 billion. Meanwhile, in Europe, they do this for fractions of the cost. Mm -hmm. so, so who's corrupt here? Who's corrupt here? I mean, I think, again, it's another example of just... And, and, I'm a, sure. and I'm a fan of the train. Like, I think this could be a really awesome thing. I mean, I would definitely hop on the train and head up to, you know, down to San Diego if it only took me... 20 minutes oh, yeah. <laughs> or something or crazy. Vegas, if Vegas was like 40 or, minutes, you know, I'd be like, oh, all right, let's fucking go. We're going well, every weekend. Calm down, Mike. That's that would have to include States working between borders. <laughs> like, geez, that would definitely change uh, work too. It would change like, work for people. Yeah, it would people change, can apply to jobs like in San Diego, uh, yeah. in Vegas. Absolutely. In, you know what I mean? Commute to San Diego from LA every yeah. day. No problem. Vegas. <laughs> I mean, I love Vegas. <laughs> love me I know some you Vegas, love Vegas, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. It just goes to it's it's a it's an example I think of of one of the struggles of government. You know, we need yeah. government, but it comes down to like having leaders that know have the best interests of the people in in mind all the time. Yeah. You know, even at at the state level, it's just as important. At the local level, it's mm -hmm. just as important. I know we're all like focused on national most of the time, but um, which there's good reason to be. Yeah. I mean, like right now, it's like now they're they're going to f up this stimulus roll. Uh, you know, they're going to delay this stimulus. It looks like like I don't even understand. Didn't they just win the Georgia Senate because they promised people two G's right away? Yeah, I still have yet to get the six hundred. Where's my 600? <laughs> I need some stimulus in my life. I mean, people were waiting on, you know, unemployment. I know they say this stuff is approved, but like the rollout on it and getting it, it to the people who actually need it is, yeah. is it's a complete disaster. So they have, they extended it too. like the, the so Biden and them. Yeah. Yeah. They're extending a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Assuming it gets approved. I like how you're like Biden and them. <laughs> Biden and them. Biden and them, yeah, they, they extended it. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. A lot of the Republicans are pushing back against uh, his proposed budget, you know, because like, and it is sort of insane. It's like he's wanting to do another stimulus package of $1.9 trillion. Keep in mind that when everybody was raising uh, issues with Obama back in, what was it, 2008 or nine when he did the stimulus from the economic mm -hmm. banking issues? Yeah. Like, it was like 800 billion, I think, and people were flipping out. This is like double that. So it's like, yeah. I, it, it is a little scary, and it's like, and they still can't guarantee that in that package it's going to include $2,000 checks to people. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. It's like, you can't guarantee it, then you know, then what I are don't we even doing? Why, why do I want it passed? Yeah, like if that's not the primary thing that this is being that's being passed on, then I don't understand what all where all this other money is going. Yeah. It really does feel like you're trying to like 
pack in a bunch of shit to your corporate overlords and yeah. then put it under the guise of a stimulus package to the people that doesn't really, it only includes, includes crumbs for the people. Now, how many, how many like Biden supporters do you feel like are keeping track of this? Like his actual like policies, what he wants to do. Or do you think that a lot of them went back to sleep? So there's a, so if you're talking about actual true, true and blue Biden supporters, mm -hmm. true and blue Democrats, yeah. you know, they don't do vote any other way. They're not yeah. open to any other way. They vote Historically, they always vote Democrat. Those people, you know, I think there is a portion of them that have like, I saw Jimmy Kimmel getting ripped for, you know, all, and I've seen it a lot. There's a lot of people online that are, yay, it's such a relief. And yeah, I'm glad Trump's gone. But there's an, another portion of people that just agree w that are that are saying, well, we're paying attention to what he's doing, but he needs time. You know, they're giving him slack. They're the excuse makers. Mm hmm. So you got those who have went to back to sleep. You got the excuse makers, the enablers. And then I think you've got a few people who are, you know, kind of like, well, they're not really Biden supporters. They're people like, you know, that are that are critical of everybody. Yeah. I I think this is 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 the American people we we really need to to fucking make our make our standards a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he needs some time that like no, you're in there right now. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Let's see what you're doing. Let's see what you're doing and let's see if you could actually get it done. Standards need like our standards for the pre, uh the president of the United States are so shit. You know what I mean? It's like should have been ready to hit the ground running. Exactly. And it's the only like it's the only job that you accept. And it's only been four days. It's so only I been mean, four days, but I'm saying know. like, as in, like, we need to like, be like, Hey, we're watching you. You know what I mean? Like do, do the right thing, do the right thing. You know what I mean? Not all this like shit that doesn't matter in the end. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't like the facade of it, you know? And people are like happily eating popcorn, watching the facade uh, saying like, it's so ins inspirational and shit. And great. There are people that are that are doing that. I mean, you know, uh, a good example, you know, is like I saw this thing about Corey Bush being on the cover of Vogue or Teen Vogue or mm -hmm. some something, and it very much was like <sighs> seems like a puff piece. Yeah, you know, this idolization of our new heroes. In yeah. politics, you know, and, you know, people, you know, I said something and people kind of like the few people jumped on and, and on it and, and on me. And, you know, it's not that I, you know, first of all, I think it's we have to be very careful about putting people who are supposed to be serving us on onto pedestal. pedestals. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, my only point is this person, for example, Corey Bush, just got elected. Mm -hmm. She hasn't done anything yet. Mm -hmm. She's done nothing yet. Yeah. And, you know, all I know is I see her on the cover of a magazine for a puff piece instead of pushing Nancy Pelosi on force the vote for health care. Yeah. 
you know, for pushing them for issues that the people want. That actually need, affect them. That actually need them. I want, I don't, I don't, I don't want my elected officials. I don't give two shits if they're on the covers of magazines trying to outreach to, to, to more people and build their brand. I don't give a yeah. fuck about their brand. Yeah. What I care about are their policies and are they able to enact them? Yeah. It's all I care about. For sure. I don't care if they're a man, if they're a woman, if they're any what race, color, creed mm -hmm. or gender or non-gender or whatever else they might consider themselves. Mm -hmm. If they've got good policies and they can get them in place, that's all I care about. Yeah. If they've got bad policies, I care about that, too, because I want to know if they're inept and they can't put anything in place. Then I want to know that as well. Yeah. Now, why do you think that people put put them on pedestals so quickly? They're just the new heroes. Wait, like that's what people want. People want a pill, just like people want to take a pill to lose weight instead of exercising and dieting and putting in the effort and putting in the work because yeah. it takes work and it takes time and it takes dedication. And it takes discipline. People don't want to do that. And it's the same thing with their politics. They want to go every four years and vote and then clock out and let their hero leaders take care of everything. Yeah. My thing with that too is like the word hero you need to fucking earn that. They don't know what a hero you to, is. You need to earn that title. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you be a hero and you've done nothing yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be a hero. Like, that's why, like, like I said, for us as American people, our standards are so fucking low. And it's not that I'm saying Cori Bush, and, and I, at the top of my head, I don't know what she did before. Mm -hmm. You know, she got elected. But I'm not saying she wasn't successful before in whatever it is she endeavored in. Yeah, but let's I'm just say, saying she's new to this job. She uh -huh. hasn't done anything in this job yet. Yeah. But is she, is she a hero? Not a hero. No. She's just an elected official who exactly. needs to do some shit. Like, or else she won't get reelected. Yeah. This is my thing is like, why are our standards so fucking low for, for people that are supposed to be serving us? Our standards are so fucking low. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty fucking crazy. That our standards are so fucking Because low. people would rather watch movies and sports than pay attention to this. That, or I think they treat it like celebrity. Yeah. Well, now they do. Not, you know what I mean? Like, like this is, is it's this, the same, is like, this it's the same shit. Is this an effect of Trump, do you think? Has what? Is this an effect of Trump or do you think this celebrity think always, celebrity has always been there of our politicians? I think it's always kind of been there. You know, like even back in the day, they're like, oh, Bill Clinton's cool. He's plays saxophone and he gets yeah. his dick sucked in the office. And you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people didn't think that was cool. Yeah. But now that now in hindsight, they're like, he's cool. He was cool. No, in hindsight, now people <laughs> think he's a fucking creepy pedophile. Well, not. Well, hopefully you see a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? you see a lot of people making excuses for these little pedophiles out here like Bill Clinton. Oh, if you're like, what? Like, you know, like the, like, like we said, like people that have historically like, like voted dem democratic, like they, they'll let anybody slip. Here's, here's why, all of them here's why else people don't get, don't pay attention to the policies and don't really pay attention to it. I think is also because they get caught up in the culture wars, which all the elected officials drive these culture wars, mm -hmm. these woke issues that, I'm not saying they're not, that some of them aren't great. You know, some of them are bad, you know, I get it. Uh -huh. But like, they're maybe not as significant as the real issues over here. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like they, those get used as a distraction. It's like right now they're trying in DC to give priority to the vaccine to people can, obese, to obese people. Yeah. 
regardless of ace, rage, gender, whatever. Yeah. And or occupation. And that's like, well, you know, that's more than 50% of the population of Washington, D.C. So at that point, you're pretty much not even having a prioritization of, of the of the distribution. And it's because of this, you know, this woke shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this woke shit, you know, about, you know, we got to be fair to everybody and we can't fat shame anybody and we can't ask anybody to lose weight and we can't ask anybody to eat healthier. Or we can't ask anybody to go exercise because it'll hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. That's when I look at, you know, it's funny when I look at like why people kind of don't care about the policies and why they care about like other, like the veneers of it, you know what I mean? Like of what a person wants to do is like all the, all the race shit and all the, uh, all this stuff is like emotional trigger points. Right. So it's like for them, they're, you know, like they're trying to play on the emotions of the American people to win them over. Right. Like they want to make it an emotional thing. Like policies that actually matter. There's like, I feel like a policy is not a, a romantic thing to be like this, 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 and there's no emotion behind that. You know what I'm saying? But like with the other things that people are so passionate about, there's a lot of emotion there. And that's why I think it carries uh, these people to these pedestals. But like people need to understand that just like a good salesman, right? A good salesman will find your what you're emotional about and use it against you and then sell you the product. You know what I'm saying? That's not to say that you never wanted the product, but it's like you need to you need to understand that these people are not stupid. These people know what they're doing, and we need to hold them to a higher standard. Of this like, hey, listen, I get it. Like all these emotional trigger points you're trying to use and try to try to uh, you know like put you on that pedestal. But what are your actual policies, and how will that affect us as an American people? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in my political leaders or government leaders uh, or officials to be uh, to be famous or to be glamorous or to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I need them to be effective and uh, scandal free. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I need. I need them to be scandal free. I need them to be effective. Yeah, it's the only. It's the. Only- it's the only I need to be a little boring is fine. I don't care. It and being green president is the only job in America that people let like 80 year old people ride. You know what I mean? Like they're like, he, he's 80 years old. He's, he's going to lead us properly. I mean, well, <laughs> like if you had an 80 year old bus driver, you'd be like, all right. Like, yeah. He's too old to be driving those kids around. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, all right, this is kind of weird. Or if you had an 80, like period, period, you'd be like, all right, this is kind of weird, but for the leader of the free world, that's okay. He's driving a big ass bus around with us all in it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? That's so crazy to me. Do you even, I mean, that's nuts. Like think about that. That's nuts. Obviously I'm not a fan of, of Harris. No. Uh, so I don't, but do you think he'll make it through the first two, four years? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I think four years go by at, at the, at the blink of an eye, dude. Like I think it goes by pretty fucking fast. He's, what? 78. Yeah. They don't go by, they go, they go by real fast for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you no, know, now that he's getting the good, uh, baby blood from, uh, <laughs> I think he Adrena was getting Green. that shit anyway. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he was getting that anyway. You know, like, 
I'm just. This is why I think a lot of people are turned off on whatever side. It's like, let's say he doesn't make it right. Knock on what? Like, I don't want to wish death yeah. on anybody. No, it's certainly like, not. Let's say he doesn't make I'd it. I'd rather him make it four years than have to deal with Harris coming yeah. into presidency. Yeah. And well, then running for reelection in 2024 as the incumbent. Yeah. And then I would hate and to then see Kamala's in there. And then this is what's going to happen is then like the super left is going to be like, uh, she's so inspirational, uh, because, uh, you won't be able to criticize her at all. No, you already almost can't. No, it's, it's fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's like, what have you done? Like, what have you really like done for the people? Even when you were here in California, what were you doing? We know what you're doing. You're locking people away. Yeah, I mean, I would be not excited about her taking office uh, as as leader of the free world. I just and, don't and understand what it would mean for cannabis. Yeah, I don't understand how, let's say, everything you've done in your life, right? Like, you, they'll look at your resume, right? Like, if you're applying to a job, they'll look at your resume and you'll be like, oh, you worked here, you did this, this is good, that's all right. And But for some reason, you reach the higher offices <laughs> in this country and they're like, oh, that's okay. We'll let that slide. That used to be, I feel, more uh, regimented and reviewed and like qualification based. And now it has truly become, are you trending at the moment? Could mm -hmm. you could you be trending at the moment? Could you yeah. be trending in six months? If so, we might we might form a party around you and start to and start yeah. to coalesce. Yeah. You know, and, and gather support. Well, it's also like where where do these people's track records kind of stick to them you know what i'm saying well, like why does why doesn't it stick to them it's well, weird part part of part of the reason it doesn't stick to them and we've talked about this sort of before i think as well is that information is being thrown so fast at them like there is so much more being reported today and the media is a big problem of it because you'll i see stories all the time and i'm like this is if if I was an editor at this at this publication and I had a journalist bring this to me, I would I would refuse to publish this. It's a non-story. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. because right now there are so, there's so much coming at people that one people have a hard time processing it, and two I think individuals the information there's so much coming at them that they forget about the information they heard two days ago. Because they've already heard what used to be a week's worth of information in the last 24 hours. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to look up. I mean, uh, I know for sure that I consume way more no information in a 24-hour period now than I did for sure in a week, probably. Right. But here's my thing. years ago. But with, like, people are getting canceled over tweets from, like, seven years ago. Right. Kamala Harris did some fucked up shit not not that long ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why is it one way and not the other? Well, she also is protected. By, by, but like, why? By her court, because she's willing to put in whatever kind of legislation her corporate overlords would like her to do. So they, in, in, in for, turn, they keep her protected. But my thing for like, it's the American people, right? Like, you'll cancel someone over some tweet seven years ago, but you don't hold the, the, the vice president and, and president accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's like the craziest shit. It was like, 
you have you ha- you have like celebrities that you'll cancel or people that you cancel eight ten years ago for a tweet, right? But like, uh, like, like I said, like they do some fucked up shit and nothing happens. It doesn't stick to them. The American people are like, ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, I think there's also a problem. She's black and South Southeast Asian. It doesn't matter, Matt. Well, that's part of it. But I also think there's a real lack <laughs> of um, quality people who want to be political leaders, who want to be governmental leaders. And because of that, I think there's a real tendency to take anybody who checks certain boxes in this day and time and has any sort of likability factor and uh, forgive and forget because, you know, nobody's perfect. And I, look, I, that's true. Nobody is perfect. And mm-hmm. I think people can change. But I just think it's I fucking disgusting. I haven't seen a track man. record yeah. of that change. I've heard lip service that yeah. I've changed, but I haven't seen the track record that she's changed her mm-hmm. policies or that Biden has changed his policies. Yeah. I just think it's so disgusting. Like we, we like our standards are so fucking low. It's just, and I, I come, I keep on saying it because it's like, I think of are it in my wishing, head. And are I'm, you wishing I'm it away? Like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, our just stand, our standards are so fucking low for the, for the country. Like this is what it is. It's like, you know, of course, you know, it was my fault going on social media and stuff, but like, like, had nobody to blame. No, but people are like, oh, it's so inspirational. This one, this one shit on my wall was like, this girl uh, took a picture of her, her her kid looking at the TV at Kamala Harris, and like, first off, you took the time to do that, and then no, she said, when he's when he's uh, of age, he's going to know that women are his equal. I'm like, what kind of fucked up childhood did you have? Like, I always knew, like, you know what I'm saying, like. Like I'm not better than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it was I weird think to you've me. been fortunate with a, a good childhood. Yeah. But like, did, did, so your childhood where you, do you think you're superior to women? I did not think that, uh-huh. but, and I wasn't necessarily taught that, but the environment in which I grew up in uh-huh. was that of, uh, you know, was sort of Christian influenced. And so, you know, it was, you know, man is of the house, woman is is his servant, you know, and is yeah, obedient I think, to the, you I know. I think with any, like, throughout history, like, we're going to progress throughout each generation, right? But it's like, I was never, I never looked at my, my fucking sister or my grandmother or my mom and be like, you guys aren't, you guys ain't shit. Not that they're not shit, but it's the little things. It's like the subconscious things that people have in their minds. It's it's the subtle things that influence you. That's like these are the things that I really picked up on. It's not like anybody was ever blatant about it. Mm-hmm. It's more like, well, when you're considering somebody for this, it's naturally going to be a guy you're going to hire or you're going to select for it or whatever it might be. See, that never comes across in my own life. It doesn't to me because it it always seemed weird to me, but that was the natural tendency, Mm. you know, in that environment of people. And that's where it was like subconsciously, you know, it seeps and it seeps and it spreads in the community and it spreads beyond the community. Now, would you say this is like, because for me, like Northern Virginia, DC, like, oh, like I've seen... Career women, you know what I mean? Like you are in a unique area. No, but this is what I'm saying. Do you think it's more progressive? No, but do you think that's a regional thing? Like I think all East Coast, 
let's say New York, Boston, Philadelphia, those there how many career women are there? The South, probably not a lot. Right? So it's like not just the fact that probably. it's DC or this, I think it's like probably maybe less it's a regional. But you're thing. trying to claim you but you're trying to claim Virginia as like separate. Virginia's part of the South, bro. Yeah, no. Hundred percent. Yeah, but your area of D of Virginia is the exception because of its Yeah, Northern Virginia. Because it's close to DC. Yeah. It's the Other, suburbs of uh, DC. Otherwise the rest of Virginia is just as bad. Of course, as, I don't. As, I don't go down to Richmond. You know, I'm not. I don't like. I identify more as DC than Richmond. And yes, there are professional women in all those cities that you mentioned, mm -hmm. but there are also professional women in you know Atlanta and Nashville mm -hmm. and these cities as well. The difference is, I think you get outside those cities, the attitudes start to shift. It becomes more family based values which mm -hmm. i'm there's not i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but in that family-based value system traditionally speaking it means that the man's the breadwinner and the woman's more likely to kind of take a second second seat and mm -hmm. a second you know role yeah and you know focus more time on the kids or whatever and that's yeah but like that's that's a fan that's like in terms of like a family role right i'm like that's your family ideals, what you want to do as a family. But like, I never looked at it like uh, women were not equal to men. Maybe you didn't, but I'm, I'm, I just think there are people out there that do feel there that are, way. But is it, is it the majority? I don't think it's the majority. I don't think it's the majority anymore. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think that's kind of, but this is the out. thing. When you post something like that, you make it, you make the, you make it seem like, this the shit has been going on and that you know what i mean like well because every like uh, and it's the majority of people that are like you're creating your own enemies in your head that don't exist i well, think look, you know I, what i'm saying I, I, look i don't know i feel like we live in a progressive place i work in a progressive place mm -hmm. and still yet i encounter you know women all the time mm -hmm. who you know <laughs> who you know a good example of this is is watching, you know, we, we had to watch a, a video at work about sexual harassment and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was and it had Dave Schwimmer in it. David Schwimmer from Friends mm -hmm. was in it. And I don't know, but for some reason it was so like over the top to me. Like I was like, this is so like I mean, I know guys are assholes, but like it was just to me, it was so far removed from anything I could possibly yeah. see myself doing well, that I found it a little humorous, especially David he, he, Swimmer was there. Was it supposed to be a serious role or was that I, kind, it, it, it was kind well, of cheeky? Here, here it is. So, so I thought it was supposed to maybe be a little cheeky, but because I, I was like, why would you pay to have David Swimmer in it if it wasn't going to be like some, yeah. some entertainment was value his, as was well that, was that his breakout but, role and, but, and but, to be but, serious but when it was over and their conversation started like all the women in the room were very dead serious about it mm -hmm. you know they they were you know like this happens <laughs> all the time mm -hmm. you know more than you would know and i'm like oh that sucks <laughs> mm -hmm. like it really does suck if that's true yeah. because i don't know that I see it that often. And I, I, I certainly try to be aware of, you know, not 
behaving that way myself. So what was the video like? They're in the office, and then some guy comes over, like, "What's up? Uh, what's up, Charlene? No, Sweet tits." No, like, no, what? no. It was all very <laughs> subtle, subtle stuff. Okay. You know, like uh, you know, sh the assistant comes in, and and I don't remember the everything, but there were certain things like he, you know, was very, "Oh, I'm I'm so glad you work here. You're such a great addition. I really love having you around. You okay. know, you're such a big help. Can you help me with this?" And she sits down to do something on his computer to help him with something and he he's kind of like standing over her and then he kind of like puts his arm on to lean on his desk but he's kind of like you know behind her too kind of like you uh, know maybe invading her space for sure yeah uh you know for somebody that you don't probably know that well you yeah. know in a work situation and so uh but little things like that you know touches on the arm and i think the end he did end up like actually kissing her or making a pass at her. <laughs> and so it's like all these little things, you know, that lead up to that, that final like mm -hmm. line in the sand, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah, I get it. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that if it made me feel uncomfortable. Now me personally, like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little more maybe lax about it. Like I don't want my bosses like grabbing my junk, but at the same time, like if somebody's like a little close, like I, I'm not going to get like super offended. I'm just going to be like, kind of avoid that person. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's like, yeah. I just, I, I don't I know. Mean, I There's a lot of things that I think from a theme, from a woman's perspective, if it's, if it's being done by a male and I guess even in this day and time, it doesn't even have to be from a male, mm -hmm. but from them, it feels like a sort of a threatening situation or an uncomfortable situation so as were to me, if I was in that situation, I might just kind of be like shrug it off and not think too much about it because I'm not. So here's my thing with that video you watched, right? So was it just a male doing that to a female? Yeah. Did They didn't have a lesbian one. I don't think so. That's that's fucked up. You know, let's I mean, be real. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Why? Yeah. Why? But I don't. I, <laughs> How? Why did they have a? I, I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I don't know that uh, there's. I don't know. Is there a lot of cases of that happening? Probably. Probably. You know, like with uh, overcompensating a uh, 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 butch lesbian, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. You know. My thing is this is like if we're if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna attack everybody, right? Don't just attack the males. Well <laughs> make it even, guys. We're free game right now. Yeah, we're free game right now. But this is the is like I see it on both ends. Like to be a woman and not to already know like you're kind of outpowered by men, like in terms of physicality. There has to be something in the mind that it depends. There's some women that are probably stronger than me, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, you know that's you know that's in they're in the UFC and stuff, but but I'm saying in a normal work scenario, a dude's there. You know, you're like I don't know what, I don't know what his intentions are. You're always kind of I think they're maybe always kind of skeptical about what your intentions are. True, and they feel kind of weird. This is my thing. If if someone male or female uh, was kind of like invading my space, be like, hey man, like fucking stand over there for a second. You're you're too close. Relax. You say something. Don't just fucking accept it. Just be like, hey, you're a little too close. <laughs> Get over there. You know, I like you, but not that much. Like joke around, you know what I mean? Like so I, I Do you I, think it's do you think it's because women have heard the heard heard guys say that, that guys and girls can't be friends? <laughs> you know, there's um, no such thing as guys and girls that can be friends too many maybe, times. Maybe, but I, like I do believe this is like 
I see it on both sides, but I just don't like it. I don't like when you just attack the, the, the males nowadays. You know what I mean? Us as men. Yeah. You're atta- like, this is a thing. Is- I mean, we do have thousands of years of history to prove us as, as aggressors, generally speaking. Yeah. But you, if you talk to if you talk to some women, I just want everybody. If you to talk just, to some women, they'll be like, "I don't like talking to other women because they're just all bitches." You know what I mean? Well, that's true too. I just think we lot. should all just you know judge everybody as individuals, and that would be much better. Now, do you believe in toxic masculinity? What is your definition of toxic mac- masculinity? What's the? It doesn't matter what mine is. What is? The, what is? What is the general consensus of what toxic masculinity is? And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. It it matters what the 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 world feels about it. So, according to Wikipedia, which is of course always correct, the concept of toxic masculinity is used in academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. The association of boys in patriarchal societies often normalizes violence, such as the saying, boys will be boys with regard to bullying and regression. Um, and then it goes on like self-reliance and, and emotional repression uh, can lead to problems in men, depression, uh, you know, goes on from there. Now, uh, Google this. Is there something called toxic femininity? So there is. It's not in Wikipedia. So uh, I don't know how official so you know, no this person is. made a Wikipedia page about it. But what does it say about toxic femininity? And what where are you reading it from? So this is from... I don't know something called T and F online. I don't even oh, like that psychology. T and F. Let's go to let's go to talk uh, psychology today. That seems okay. a little more. T and F could stand for anything. It could. <laughs> could stand for a lot. You know. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, definition: uh, women expressing stereotypically feminine traits such as passivity, empathy which I think we need empathy uh, (laughs) more of everybody, Uh, sensuality, patience, tenderness, and receptivity result in individuals ignoring their mental or physical needs to sustain those around them. Toxic femininity is when one works to the benefit of others, but to the detriment of themselves. Mm, That sounds a little more like... See, that doesn't have anything to do with gender. Yeah. Like it's that just has to emotion. do with, yeah, that's like being a, a, a good person that, uh, that goes, that's a, maybe a little gullible and, yeah. and gets taken advantage it's of. It sounded like, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's, that sounds like this is a victim, you know what I mean? But nothing with the genders. I feel like. I feel like I know a lot of men like that too. Yeah. <laughs> also like the, with the toxic masculinity and stuff is like. I I agree with some of it, but a lot of it I don't agree with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like like sometimes like you just gotta. What's wrong with being a little like physical? Like yeah, hey man, no, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like that's what we. That's what men do. That's like what males do. And I think 
having grown up in a culture of sports and athletics and fighting, yeah, it makes it more uh, would would give us more of this kind of mindset yeah. where we're, we're like, well, you know, I disagree with some of it for sure, but other parts of it, you know, like it's been drilled into us because, you know, if, if we were back in ancient times, we'd probably not, I don't know what we would be, we, you know, but we would not be necessarily the, the servant boys. Yeah. You know, we'd what, probably what be think, fighting more likely. But see, that's what like, it's, it's, um, the, the definition of toxic masculinity is taking like all, for the most part, negative aspects of something and making a blanket statement about being a male well, it's in general. Also, it's also stating that those traits are negative in and of themselves, which yeah. I'm not convinced is is always true. I mean, so, you know, sometimes you need to be a little aggressive. Uh, you know, obviously, misogyny and homophobia, you know. That's eh, out the door, eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. You know, that's bad shit. You know, sexual assault, domestic violence. Out eh, the door. Eh, 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 yeah. But, you know, when you're talking about like just, you know, this boys will be boys and, you know, people maybe being a little more assertive or aggressive, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. That's kind of what's part of what has always separated out the people who are going to end up, you know, leading within their circles or, you know, the pecking order of society. Like that's always been part of that foundational thing. And it starts when you're kids mm -hmm. on the playground, to be honest. Oh, yeah, man. Like I remember when I was a kid, one of my one of my uh, friends like tried to bully like this is before we became friends he tried to be a, like he was like a bully yeah he tried to bully me and then i didn't stand for it then we fought on the playground yeah. and then we talked then we became friends after that yeah that's you know like boys will be boys type stuff so to me it always carries on to be like yo stand up for yourself you know what i mean like and like learn how to deal with other people you know what I'm saying, like. But now I think anybody should stand up for themselves. Of course, if, but if, if it was if you. Well, when a like, if being confrontational kind of uh, is frowned upon, to be like you, oh my, my god, you're aggressive, you're a little bit more. Uh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like you. That's toxic masculinity, Matthew, and we're not going to stand for it here. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It shouldn't be attacked. You know what I mean? Because like, listen, man, like. You're being an asshole. Like, let's say in the workplace, it's, it evolved into the workplace and not you're going to physically assault somebody. But like, you're like, listen, man, you need to like, you need to get your shit in order. You know what I mean? Like, you need that a little bit of aggression to, to come off. I think that's why a lot of people are passive aggressive nowadays because they never built those traits up growing up. They just passive aggressive and, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to. Uh, tell my higher up about you or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I think you've also got, you know, I think there's a lot of things that play into that. Mm -hmm. Some of that also is, is I can't speak to the numbers cause I haven't looked at them, yeah. but I f anecdotally, I feel like there's, I'm going to pull a, a, what I hate about the media. I feel, yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like there might be a trend of, you know, people that as technology has developed have also kind of slid to that route realm mm -hmm. instead of playing sports as as youth. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, you have more of those passive people and that that instead of being just straightforward with you, they come at you passive aggressively, mm -hmm. like you were saying. Well, my thing with uh, why I don't think like that should should be frowned upon either is like I think when 
You learn how to control your emotions. Not to say like you shouldn't have no emotions at all or repress your emotions. But when you learn to control your emotions and understand that you are not your emotions, that kind of helps you out uh, dealing with things in the future. You know what I mean? Instead of being controlled by your emotions of like, oh, my God, I feel sad and I'm depressed all day. Like uh, sports and all that stuff taught you like, listen, it sucks. Yes. Like it's sad yeah. that you lost, but you know, come back stronger from this and let's, yeah. let's go. You know, you either have to find a way to process and deal with your emotions or you better learn to come compartmentalize them and yeah. repress them. Like you got to learn to do something with them. Yeah. Because if you don't, they will absolutely run over you in your life. Yeah. So this is my thing is because I believe everyone's equal, right? Is now our next project should be uh, defining what toxic femininity is, making a Wikipedia page about that. Uh, because I think everyone should uh, be equal. So uh, making a page of toxic femininity and then all the other shit that we got to touch uh, toxicity on. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause I, if you can't just say, uh, this shit is toxic and this shit is okay. Like with gender, you know, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, now I would like to define with you, you know, later we'll, we'll we can do that. release it on a, uh, another podcast because we want to have it thought out is, uh, what toxic femininity is and, uh, every, this, this, everything this, that you can, you can lead this, every subcategory you that, can, that you comes can, with. You can lead this project. So <laughs> you, you can get the ball rolling and I'll, I'll help, I'll help execute it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be good. You know? Yeah. I'll, or we'll make a video of it. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> we'll go to every male be like, have you been hurt by a female before? <laughs> Who hurt you? I'm definitely not participating in that part of it. <laughs> oh, man. What you, uh, what are your, th you know, I saw some other interesting stuff too. I saw uh, some people like that were really adamantly complaining about uh, Biden rolling back the oil being allowed to be drilled in protected federal land. You know, like, which I find so, so strange because we are energy efficient, basically, uh -huh. you know, so, and I think there are other ways for us to definitely be energy efficient besides drilling and protected lands that are growing fewer and fewer every year. But, but here's my thing is, did, did anyone expect anything else? I mean... It depends. Uh, big oil is generally a Republican backer. So, you know, no, it just shouldn't have been a surprise. My, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm glad about it. But, you know, I also from a cynical point of view go, well, you know what? This is also a way that they can go, oh, well, we're shutting this down and they can perpetuate keeping people in the Middle East and keeping military troops uh -huh. there. And like, yeah. well, you know, those Iraqis, the yeah. oil, yeah. la, la, la. Yeah. I don't feeding, know. Feeding feeding that in military industrial complex more money for years to come. I think like, it's just more it's more of the same. Like that's what the Democrats have become. They went from like a a party that I felt like used to be anti-war mm -hmm. to I their corporatist like mil they're a corporatist military party. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Republicans, except they're less fiscally conservative. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing, it's like it's more of the same. It's just more yeah. of the same. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing is new. Nothing is refreshing. It's just more of the same that it feels new because it's not Trump anymore. Yeah. I mean, people are a little, a little excited, too excited about this whole, you know, Trump thing for sure. 
Did you see did you see this crazy shit? Uh so like watch it from the beginning here. This just happened recently in Tacoma. Okay. So like he stopped. And he speeds up and he just plows these people. I mean, that one dude got ran over by both the front and rear oh, axle yeah. of that truck. Oh yeah. He's Did he get up? I have no let's, idea. Let's I have no idea, but that... Did he get up? Oh, the guy at the end? Yeah. No. Nah. He start? Oh. Huh. All I know is that if I got ran over by a truck like that, I'm not getting up. So what? what is the context of this of this clip here, though? What What is it, though? So these were some some protesters in Tacoma. Okay. I don't know to what they were protesting, but they they don't appear to be armed. They don't appear to be rioting. From they this don't, clip. Yeah, they look pretty calm. I mean, for the most part, they're kind of blocking traffic at this intersection, I guess. I mean, honestly, when I first saw this, I thought it was like street racers. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, there's the... I thought they had blocked off the square to street race. I mean, you saw like, the little... Uh, Which? The, the, the cars. The yeah, car, the yeah, cars yeah. sitting there at the line. Was that an old Acura Integra? Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> maybe they're street racing up there. Uh-huh. Uh, which even if they're just, even if it's not a protest and they're just street racing, yeah, this kind of like behavior of blatantly just like... I mean, he just runs over these people and then drives off. Now, are, th are there any other clips that surfaced online from this thing, or is this the only clip that exists? This is the only thing I've seen. Okay. On it. I mean, from art. And when was this post? Was it? When, was the date on this? The date is January twenty third, twenty 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 one. I mean, this was yesterday. So let's let's let's. Okay. So from this clip, from what I've seen, is. It's just cops running over protesters, right? Yeah, but I guess my my thing is compared to the sense that there was a lack of police presence at the Capitol. Yeah. And we've still got, you know, and do I think now we don't know what these people are protesting. I have no idea. It it doesn't. Uh now judging how that no one's wearing hats or has flags, I don't think they're Trump supporters. <laughs> they're definitely not Trump supporters. And they're in Tacoma, Washington. It says that here that the officer responded to multiple calls from a group uh, that a group of people were blocking a downtown intersection when the crowd began descending on the police car. The Tacoma Police Department said this is what the, this is the department's mm -hmm. statement. So the parent, according, we're looking at the clip, but you know. He says they descended on the car and they were surrounding the car. Uh, he, uh, the police chief said he's committed to the department's full cooperation to an investigation into the incident. I'm concerned that our department is experiencing another use of deadly force incident. Uh, mm -hmm. Now here, like, so for, for anyone that's, that's not watching the video, uh, our video, and uh, it's just a clip of protesters surrounding a police car and the police car runs, plows through them. Well, what he does is he he pulls up in, in it. Well, the clip starts out and he's kind of, he's got the people kind of surrounding his front fenders yeah. and, and the front of the car. And it looks like he's kind of trying to get through them. And then he decides to back up and maybe leave and go out. the other way. 
And instead, when he stops backing up, he go, starts to go forward. And when he goes forward, he runs over. He literally accelerates quite quite hard and runs over. It looks like it, several people, and at least one person got caught by both the front and rear oh, axles. Yeah. And from what I, like, no one appears to be armed. But this is from this angle. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's up. You know, but. Um, him being or him or her, whoever is driving the police car, uh, should have just got the fuck. He says like, the police officer that was driving, or a statement released by the police department said people were hit the body of the police vehicle and were hitting at its windows as the officer was stopped in the street. The officer, fearing for his safety, tried to back up but was unable to do so because of the crowd. Mm. I don't I don't know. The officer then moved the car forward with lights and sirens, striking at least one person. Again, this is a statement of the police department. Um, condition of the individual is unknown mm. at the time. So I would say this is like... <laughs> If <laughs> my thing is this, right? It, it goes to your statement though last week about if it had been a different crowd, mm-hmm. what would they have gotten away exactly. with? Exactly. Because my thing is this is like that the protesters at the Capitol were not well, you know, unless not they're not they weren't they're pro- not protesters. They were the the they domestic were in, terrorists that were, were at the Capitol. Yes, they were insurrectionists. Um were way more aggressive than this crowd. Way more, way more aggressive. Way, this, this literally looks like a street racing yeah, scene. It looks like from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it looks you know? like you know where's Vin Diesel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is the Rock in the police car? I don't know. Yeah. But no, Def- this definitely is, not. It, it definitely the Rock would never do this. Because my thing, devil's advocate wise, would be like, oh, if I was a cop and they started hitting the hitting the shit, I might run people. Over. Well, no, no, I don't like. I don't, I don't think, think I would. I would. Regardless of how like aggressive they were and like 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 you said right you take the the capital what happened at, and this is tacoma washington not the nation's capital yeah <laughs> like that's why it's it just like it's just so crazy to me it's crazy to me that this is happening like all around the united states but then when it happens at the nation's capital nothing's done about yeah. it yeah well, well now these guys are getting a arrested but it's like there was no show of force when it initially happened which made us yeah. look weak it made us look weak as fuck let's be real yeah 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 interesting interesting times we'll see how things you know continue to develop i mean biden and harris obviously are fans of the police as well so i don't think we're going to see i don't think we're going to get the major reform there that people have been asking what? for really yeah, but come on no. so inspiring She's a cop lawyer, though, you idiots. <laughs> but she's but she's black and south Southeast Asian. Yeah. She's a cop lawyer, too. Did you guys forget that? Yeah. Are you guys only looking at race? Prosecutor. <laughs> Are you guys so racist you're only looking at race? <laughs> not to not to mention the two people that Biden are appointing, as I mentioned last week. One uh wants to refer to the DEA for policy and lawmaking, yeah. and the other one wants to have all cannabis sold through only only allowed government. To, through government ran retail stores. Yeah. So not looking great. Not looking know. great at all. I also uh, saw where uh Gavin Newsom put a is is he kind of kiboshed hemp here in in California recently. So there were they were trying to get through like a hemp bill so that they could get 
like edible, like you could put hemp in food and uh, in drinks, infused drinks and stuff right. like that, make edibles out of it uh, for nutritional purposes. Protein. Potentially. Yeah. Because there's hemp protein and shit, but yeah. Yeah, it's not made in California. It's made in like Canada and shit, right? Right, right. So, um, but he, his administration actually reached out to the assembly woman that was putting forth the bill and insisted that in order for this to pass, uh, that they had to not allow smokable hemp in this, in this, uh, so even though cannabis, you're allowed to smoke it in the state. Mm -hmm. And even though you'll be allowed to consume edibles that have hemp in it, which still aren't going to make you, uh, high. high. Yeah. There's no THC in it. You're still, yeah, you're still not uh, allowed to smoke it, which doesn't make any sense if they allow cannabis to be yeah. consumed by smoking. Well, and, and if they allow cigarettes to be sold in, in uh, I think California. He's a hater, I think he's a hater about smoking, though, in general. He's, he's one of those... He's one of those San Francisco elitists. Yeah, but you know, Gavin Newsom has disappeared. He's, wow. he's he, oh, right. Where's he been? He's running for cover, son. Yeah, where has he been? He's 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 glad that everything nationally has taken the spotlight off of him. That's what that's what he's happy about. So let's put the spotlight back on Gavin. He's Newsom. also worried about this recall. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's getting closer, right? It's, it's you know, little by little. Still got a long ways to go, but yeah, yeah little by little. It's ridiculous. It's ri I think it's pretty ridiculous if you are from like live in California and you're like, oh, he's doing a good job. Yeah. The, oh, I don't know <laughs> anybody that thinks that really, uh, unless you're his friend or in his circle. Unless you own the French laundry. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> be, be, what's the owner of the French laundry? What's his name? Uh, I forget. He's a piece of shit too, though. Little fucking sell out well your whole industry is <laughs> is know, getting fucked in the ass is he is he supposed to be hold solidarity and not open up even though he's allowed to open up while the rest of his industry isn't i would if if that was my peers would you yeah you turn down money even if you're going broken out of business well if it was my peers i'd be like i would if i had a connection to gavin newsom be like yo let's let's open shit back up well, i'd be trying to yeah i'd be you trying to lobby like, him, i would yeah. be like oh you shut all my friends down come to my restaurant i'd be yeah. like listen let's talk let's talk like come, I to would, my, come to my restaurant and you and i will talk yeah before, and then i would use my power against uh against evil well but he could just always be like well i'll just go to another expensive yuppie restaurant no, or what you do is you do do a setup have cameras everywhere. Yeah. You set that motherfucker and be like, listen. Like Nancy Pelosi yeah, at the hair salon. Yeah, yeah. Although people still love Nancy Pelosi, huh? <laughs> yeah. Not as much as used to. Yeah. I also saw uh, Florida's starting to, to make some moves with- it's Psilocybin, uh, right? With psilocybin. Yeah. yeah they're going to put a, it'll be the, it probably won't pass. Yeah. And it's only for therapeutic purposes, but it, it'll get the ball rolling. This yeah. usually happens in every state. Now, they it, they now, have to introduce something. Do you think shrooms in Florida are a good thing? Well, they've already got them there. <laughs> no, so. no, no, but you, I mean, you know, like, do you, <laughs> do you think the, you know, uh, you know, shrooms plus Florida equals good? Because <laughs> my know. thing is like, There's you know, a lot of people we've in been, need we've of been, mental health. Yeah, we've been advocates of psilocybin and microdosing and tripping and doing all that stuff here, but it's like, 
<laughs> for me. I mean, Florida's already pretty crazy and wild. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. Florida plus, plus, uh, I would rather <laughs> there be more hippies in Florida than like, you know, rednecks. Sure. Well, they don't really have rednecks in Florida. They're kind of a little bit different. Yeah. They're, they're not a little like swampier. Now, see, here's a, like, you know, the swamp people down there, right? Do they identify as Confederates or not? No. Yes. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. Better believe they do. Wow. Yeah. Out like Gainesville and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There were places outside of Gainesville. I, I went to Gainesville once for, for work and, man, I. What's that? I was a little scared. That was back when I had like long hair and, yeah, and shit. Yeah. I was like in my hippie fa- days. Yeah, you look like a, a movement coach. <laughs> I did. I was coming in to, to, to talk to some people. You know, you had the you to man, a, little man to, bun going. To, to give a talk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I, there was outside of you get the further you got away from the university, the more scary yeah. it got. What's the most progressive city in Florida, you think? I mean, I guess it's Miami, right? Is it? I don't Culturally mean, speaking, it certainly is. I mean, it's the most progressive and but diverse. A of, but a lot of Cubans and stuff are are conservative, and they make up a huge chunk of Miami and Tampa too. Like, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's Orlando. I don't know. That's what I was could thinking. I was Orlando. like, it could be Orlando because Orlando know, would be my second. Because you have anyway. all the colleges there. You have a bunch of like, you yeah. know. You know, what's the most hippie part of Florida? Key West? Old hippies? I mean. Old hippies and saltwater crocodiles? <laughs> I actually think the West Coast over by Tampa. Tampa, like Ebor? No, that's not a beach. Oh. Near, right. near the coast. Okay. Like, like uh, what is it that's just south of Tampa? St. Peter's? Is it St. Petersburg? St. Petersburg, yeah. Yeah, like down around that area. Yeah. It's probably the most hippie area. It's where I always went to the drum circles. <laughs> All of the drum circles at sunset. Oh my god! They're fucking awesome. <laughs> Some good times over there. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, drum circle. What would you do in there? Were you playing the drums at the drum circles? Yeah. No, I mean to me. So you weren't playing the drums in the drum circle. I didn't play in the drum circle. You were no. just vibing. Yeah, but there are all these people that show up and they all have their drums yeah, and yeah, it gets yeah. bigger and bigger. I've been going here in Santa Monica. Me and yeah, Alvin went, we're just vibing all day. Ah! Yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's a good time. I'm at the beach, the sun's out, you know, as the closer the sun gets to setting on the on the water, the more intense it gets and the more people are there. Did and you it do gets, this sober? Um, <laughs> I recall that this was uh, usually on the weekend, so I believe I was probably relaxing okay okay medicating <laughs> you're out there medicating, i definitely was bro. not on water and bread okay <laughs> definitely more than water and bread oh man me and alvin do that shit straight sober on coffee yeah. and <laughs> the interesting thing is way. like I, w- I would take i would go over there with like different people quite frequently and even though it would be like different people it was mm. always like uh, a really cool time yeah you know i always fucked with tampa man like that whole area like like, let's say uh, we're like all right uh we're we're taking the show back to florida where it all originated from jeez orlando or tampa where would you move back to don't make me i don't know i'm just like if you if you were to move to orlando or tampa (laughs) you'd probably choose 
I don't know. I'd have to really go to Tampa and investigate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't really think Tampa's that awesome either. I remember it being super chill and nice and not like, not as rednecky as some parts of Florida. Not as rednecky, but maybe a little slow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Florida period is way slower than anywhere. I mean, you have like LA, you know, yeah. any major city like Florida is super slow. It's like Victor said, you know, like Victor was like, well, that, he lived in Boca, but that thing was super slow too. Yeah. Uh, I think Tampa's a little slower than Orlando though. Really? Yeah. The only thing Tampa's really got there that's like crazy is are the strip clubs. Yeah. That's all in one area. Yeah. Except for Ybor. Ybor, yeah. Ybor's cool, though. It feels like you're in New Orleans a little bit. I, I don't know. The only part of Ybor that really matters is <laughs> the strip club. <laughs> You've never been down there for Mardi Gras? No. Okay. I heard it's off the chain, but it no, is, I, yeah. I didn't go. Yeah. Damn, man. Mardi Gras. So, do you think Mardi Gras is happening this year in, in uh, New Orleans? No. No? No. You don't think so? No. That would be that would be crazy. That would be irresponsible. I think that, and therefore, I think it's going to happen. Well, they might do it, but it will be stupid to do. Of course. <laughs> but did you see like uh, um, there's promoting some like uh, EDM concert in in Texas already? <laughs> I mean, like in person, like I, EDM show. I have a great itching desire to go to a, a fucking crazy concert, but mm -hmm. you know, I just it's. Not willing to do it yet. I saw a video of, uh, who was it? it was some some EDM DJ was, was doing a concert, and it was like there were these in, in where the fans would normally be, and it was outdoors. Mm -hmm. They had these, like, corrals. So you, like, went into your corral, and in that corral, you weren't allowed to leave, and it was distanced from the next corral, and they were all spread out, and it was like, like three people in each corral, like doing this, like, you know, and it was yeah. like, this is such a terrible environment for yeah. a concert like this, because especially like you can kind of get away with like, you know, sitting at a small place that's kind of like uh, spaced out and quiet. And is, is, you know, if you're a different kind of musician in a different genre, yeah. but like EDM is so much about like the energy and the experience and the environment of that show. I just, man, it, it looked sad. Like, I don't know how you can, how you can have those right now without having just a full blown crowd. Yeah. And like, if you were to attend one of those, I feel kind of sorry. I'd feel you. terrible. I'd be like, like, oh man, like you need the, you need a rage that much that you accepted this. Well, the thing is, it was weird is that nobody there looked like they were like raging. You know how you usually see people that yeah, are on? Yeah. You can tell they're they're having a really good time and yeah. they've taken some party favors and they're twirling and doing yeah. their shit. And yeah. like, there was none of that going on. They were, you know, it was very, I, I don't know. It didn't feel like an, an EDM event at all. See, it's like that. I miss the pool parties, you know, yeah. on a year without a pool party. I feel lame as fuck, man. Yeah. You know, because I can't go to pool parties forever. You know, I'm still, I'm reaching towards my end of the pool parties. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Yeah. Like Vegas, man. I love you. <laughs> Vegas, I love you. We'll be back, man. Yeah, hopefully. Also, uh, actually, Brandon sent me a, a thing about Florida 
trying to do adult use cannabis as well. Oh, really? Recently. I don't think it'll get through either. <laughs> I think it'll... I think it's going to hit. I think it's going to hit. I don't think it's going to go through, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's all these things, and that's what I think people that don't follow don't understand, and they get excited when they see this shit in the news. And I've even like been. I don't even understand sometimes why news sources like it's continue just to feed the this. On things, yeah, yeah. It's like this is the early, early stages, and this is how it always happens. You, the, you know, five or ten things are proposed before something finally gets through. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of the way it is. It's like in Washington state, they've had cannabis industry, adult use cannabis industry for since what, 2015. And uh, they, you know, are just now passing a home grow bill hmm. to allow people to grow at home. Right. So, I mean, it takes time, like, you know, even in these states that, you know, have accepted it and have, have introduced it and have yeah. legalized it. It kind of gets your hopes up before anything's actually done. Yeah, I mean, well, and my nature in general is to be more probably uh, reserved anyway. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't get too excited yeah. uh, about things in general. And Me, I jump the gun all the time. Yeah, we're going to do this. Let's <laughs> fucking go. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did. We're doing it. Yeah, I did see a, uh, an interesting new study that said that uh, cannabis smokers who smoked one joint per day for 20 years had better lung functioning hmm. than a baseline group. Of so, so let's, you know, let's call it, it helps fight COVID is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you said that. Uh, I did see something on that the other day, uh -huh. but I didn't really take note of it because... It really has to do with how cannabis, um, I wish I would have made a few notes now when I read that, but it really has to, it really has to do it's the reason I didn't, I didn't really jot it down was because it's still in my mind, it's still a little inconclusive. Yeah. But the theory behind it is because I don't want to spread false rumors. Yeah. It's not it's not like go out and smoke a bunch of weed and it's going to fight COVID. But there is there could be very well something to this in a, in some recent studies that is showing that because COVID involves so much inflammation mm -hmm. and uh, and the attacking of cytokines that the cannabis actually causes those things, you know, it reduces inflammation and it reduces the attacks on the cytokine activity. And so they are, the theory is at the moment is that it could help reduce the likelihood that you uh, have any kind of severe effects from COVID. Right. Uh, but again, it's, it's really Early. Know, it, it's, yeah. It's I mean, early like, in the game. I need to see more on it before I'm out here talking about it yeah. full, full heartedly because, like, I, you know, I just think it's responsible. And there's, you know, obviously there's yahoos out here that claim shit every day. And, yeah. You know, cannabis has already faced enough to overcome a false information. I, I don't want to contribute to <laughs> like, yeah, you know, insane health claims because yeah. that's really what and that's really this would be like the health claim thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if it turns out that that's true, like, I don't know, I could still see the government kind of kicking it under the rug. But 
it's getting harder and harder to deny that there might be serious, you know, health benefits to it. Yeah. I mean, just, we talk all the time about recovery Oh yeah, and it's just all about reducing that inflammation mm -hmm. and speeding up the recovery times. And, you know, it do doesn't matter what kind of activity it is. Could be a fighter. It could be just a weekend warrior. Yeah. You know, <laughs> recovery is recovery. Recovery is recovery. Yeah. And the harder you go, the, the more you need to help facilitate that recovery, especially as you age and the body stops regenerating itself as efficiently. Yeah. That's why you stay high, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you stay high, bro. <laughs> you know, I do my part to keep my health up. I got, you're like, I got zero inflammation. <laughs> I wish I had zero inflammation. Yeah, I, I got zero inflammation. I'm doing so much to fight inflammation. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking like turmeric pills and shit. And <laughs> turmeric, curcumin. Yeah. Which is weird. He's like all these glucosamine, like, chondroitin. Yeah, I'm like all that shit. This fish in, oil. This is spice. Let's get it done. You know, taking taking in pill form now. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, now's a good time. I mean, if you're not supplementing by now, you clearly don't care about your health. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I, and it's like I've even taken people that I really care a lot about, and I want them to be healthy. And I've yeah. been like, "Have you gotten your vitamins?" Well, I don't know. What should I get? And I'm like. I've I've provided like this Links is this this is yeah. what you should get and yeah. sent it to them and yeah. it's like I don't know if they're following through with it. You yeah. know, ultimately it's up to individuals. Yeah. You know. Yep. But I love you guys and I want you to be around a long time. So fucking take care of yourselves. Yeah. All you people, everybody out there. Yeah. Hopefully Killer Mike's our, our last podcast. Hopefully Killer Mike's taking his vitamin D and his vitamin multivitamin. And go for and a his, fucking jog, man. Yeah. Go for a fucking jog, Killer Mike. I need I need you. I mean, we we definitely need him. That's that's for sure. If Rick Ross lost weight, you know, and he's a he was a former cop, <laughs> let's let let's have Killer Mike lose some weight. Fuck here. Rick Ross. Yeah, fuck Rick Ross. I don't like Rick Ross. Well, I love uh, Freeway Ricky Ross. Freeway, the real yeah, Ricky Ross. The real Rick Ross. I mean, With I don't rapper. say that I love the real Freeway Ricky Ross, but like I got respect for yeah, him. Yeah, but the rapper, no, thank you. No, thank. You. I got no. no respect. Immediate skip. Yeah. Yeah, it is almost immediate skip. Immediate skip, even like he has great beats. I'm like, oh man, like this sounds skip. Yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> take a real famous, a famous real life gangster, and claim that as your rap name. And you were a corrections officer. And you were a police officer. Yeah, you like, can't. You can't, bro. Pretend you to be. You know what? Back in the 1970s, you'd get murked for that shit, or or even 80s, you would have gotten even murked in the 90s. for that shit. Even in the 90s. Even in the 90s. Because when, like, when did Rick Ross 2000s? really come out? 2000s? Probably like 2003. Early, no, 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 early 90s yeah. he would have gotten. half Early 90s yeah. he would have gotten maybe marked for that. But it's crazy. Freeway would have sent somebody to snipe this motherfucker in the street <laughs> one night. Think you're Rick Ross, huh? But it's just weird. It's weird how like people have knowledge of like this dude was. They don't the care. Off. He's, no, don't he's care. made enough hot beats now that they don't care. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, yeah, it's kind of a whack thing to do, but he's got some good songs, bro. See, raise your standards for everything, yeah. guys. Your hip hop, your politicians, the fucking everything. It's disgusting. Yeah. You guys are disgusting. Yeah. On that note. It's, you know, even, <laughs> even, even with like... Even with like business, you know? Yeah. Business like, especially. Business especially. Like raise your standards. Think about what you want, man. Yeah. If you're gonna be a a a, a business owner, like you have to make sure that your standards for yourself are exceedingly high. 
for you, yourself and your employees. Sure. If, if not, it's going to go downhill really quick. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about it in a while, but you know, there's, I mean, a, some, there are logical things that you should do and, th- and think about like when you're going in. So, you know, any, any endeavor, Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's like, uh, an opening a new business or starting a new individual project or or what it is. Yeah. But it requires a little bit of forethought. It also requires not always taking shortcuts. No. You know, it it requires, especially I think in the very beginning, understanding clearly like what it is, what, like, what is your vision? Like, what do you want it to be? Paint that picture perfectly in your mind. And then figure out how to break it down into pieces and reverse engineer that into multiple steps to get to that point. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's a staggering amount of, of how many companies fail within its first year. <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, a it's, it's a lot because there's a lot of a lot of idiots out there opening their own businesses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but it's also tough. I mean, it just... It's but the, that's the thing. It's, it's tough. Always, it's, it's always so it's tough. Like, if you don't do things the right way, you're going to get eaten up even faster. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. But if you're smart and you can, you're, you get to... You get to... You've got a chance. You've got a chance. You've got a chance, yeah. but you still may not succeed. You still may not. Because it's tough. It's well, hard. At least, at least you didn't defeat yourself. That's true. You see what I'm that's saying? That's true. I think, I think, too, like... We focus so much on money and funding when it comes to businesses, which is important, but also just your time. Yeah. You know, how, how you're going to allocate that. Cause that's really the most important commodity you have, yeah. especially as somebody, if you're a project manager overseeing a specific project, or if you're a small business owner and it's like pretty much all on you, like mm-hmm. your time is, is in, in incredibly precious and if you're if you're not smart with it you'll quickly you know wear yourself out and you know just start to lose control of things yeah because it's not like being an owner isn't as romantic as people think it is you know what i'm saying like especially early on you're liable for everything everything. yeah you're liable everything at the end of the day the company's in your name you know what I mean? Like, like you, you get to do the sexy stuff, like give interviews if you're so fortunate. Yeah, but yeah. you also have to do all the unsexy things, like file paperwork yep. and send emails and <laughs> you know, yeah. check in on the clients. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like that's sh- that shit is. And then is if you're fortunate enough fun. to have a manager or something, if you're in the this business that I'm in, then they can do all that later on. But yeah. you gotta pay them out, you know. But like really getting back to the time, like you have to figure out like, is it just your time? How much time do you have? Yeah. How much can you actually work in a day, in a week? What kind of space do you have? What's the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish? Like yeah. figure all these things out and really kind of put that into your planning mm-hmm. because you really need to know quite a bit of information for your planning stage. But you could honestly spend an infinite amount of time collecting information for your planning stage as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to know when to, when when enough is enough and when to move forward. You know, Reed Reed Hoffman, I think it's Reed Hoffman on uh, Masters of Scale, often says that you know you have to be willing. It's really a philosophy from the software world, uh, from from like apps in Silicon Valley. But it's basically that you've got to be kind of willing to push something out well before it's fully baked. 
Mm. You know, if you if you wait till it's perfect, you've waited too long and you've missed your window of opportunity, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is something to to be said for that because nothing is ever, ever finished, ever perfect, ever as good as it could be, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's rare that you ever make a final decision in life. Yeah. You know, truthfully, like you make a decision until you make the next decision. Yeah. But there's no such thing as like the end point, a truly final, you know, decision that you're going to make, especially in the business realm. Yeah. You constantly have to evolve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, if you're fortunate enough, like you said, to have assistance or a team like communication, yeah, communicate, even if it's only with one other person, like you got to have good communication with them. So you're on the same page that when they're out there speaking, they're speaking the language you want them to be speaking and vice versa. I think a a lot of things are like for my, like, you know, let's say I open a business and stuff like for my team, I want to communicate like either on the phone, like if I'm I'm not able to be there, you know, in Mm -hmm. person, like either in person on the phone, I think a lot of communications lost in like kind of like the chats, you know, the work chats or like texts, because there's no context behind uh, some of these, these things, you know, like, or people will be like, man, this person's an asshole. And although you didn't mean it that way, you know? So it's like, for me, a lot of things get lost in translation when it's just in a, in a work chat or uh, a text. So I'd rather just be like, let's get everyone on a call. You know what I mean? Like I'm always, I'm always a little concerned in an email. I take more time in these, you know, WhatsApps and the slacks and all that. Like I really in text messages, I do worry sometimes that, uh, obviously context is kind of missing or Mm -hmm. it may come across wrong if I'm too brief and, uh, you know, there's, there's all these things to worry about. Yeah. Cause then you man, you're managing other people, you know what it's I mean? The same like, thing with video conferencing too now, mm-hmm. where it's being more widely used because there's less in person. It's like, at least you're getting that FaceTime. You know, that person is paying attention to you yeah. and they're not being distracted doing something else. Like you're actually like kind of in that meeting. Yeah, And you can hear their inflections. You can, you can hear what face. they're talking you about. Can... You, they're, they're a lot of it's body language too. You know, like you read body yeah. language when you, when you're communicating with someone in person. So it's, like i think it's better i think it's a more quality communication you know what i mean yeah i mean ultimately the biggest thing i can i can think of you know especially in in a in a small situation it's it's different when you've got a big company and you can kind of organize and spread out and you know form a a team that's going to have a with good communication that's going to be able to have like a decentralized you know commands kind of set up but when it's just you, it's and and even if it's not just you, if it is a big company, risk management's like got to be your biggest thing. Yep. Anything where you see that that somebody could come in and take away market, or you could get attacked, or you could get hurt, or you could lose money, or you could you know get in in any kind of legal situation, like it's all about risk mitigation. Yeah, it's all about protecting you know what you've built up to that point. Yeah, you got to protect yourself as much as protect you can. Protect your neck. Yeah. Protect your neck. Like, <laughs> and you know, business is survival of the fittest. So any, anything you can do to protect yourself, protect your entity, you, you have to do it. If not, 
the, you know, like if this was the wild, you'd get fucking eaten up by hyenas at this yeah. point already. Well, it's very similar to like we talk about with like, you know, your personal life, putting in, you know, discipline, putting in certain guardrails, mm -hmm. you know, putting in certain certain kinds of structure. It's the same thing you're doing with a business. You know, you're putting in certain kind of guardrails, certain kinds of structure mm -hmm. that you'll kind of function within. That way you don't have to give it thought all the time yeah. and it's there to protect you. And it's like if 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 I'm going to gamble so much of fi my finances and time into a business, I want to give it the the best chance of succeeding. Mm. So it's like, what are the, or so it's like, all right, you have uh, this side, you'll fail. This side, you'll succeed. Everything that I have to do, even though it's not cool, like fun or romantic to do yeah. that will give me the best chance to succeed. That's what I'm going to do. If the easy, if the easy way was the best way, then I would do that. But majority of the time, the easy way is the hard way and you'll fail. You know what I mean? So it's like, Anything you could do to up your percent, your percentage of succeeding, even by it's one percent, at least it's, it goes to succeeding and not to failing. You know, and I think that also goes into like doing your research and doing your you know quote unquote reconnaissance, sort of not just on competition, the industry, mm -hmm. but all of it, because it's something that never really stops. You know, it's not uh, it's not like a, a you know a specific goal where it's at the end you hit this this and you're done. Yeah, you, you've crossed the finish line, you know, in the business world, it continues to go all the time. So you're always continuing to do, you know, study and learn about the industry. It's like one of the things about the cannabis industry, it it's so young that there's so much about it that's still happening and developing. Like, right? yeah. you know, I knew way more about cultivation, you know, four years ago, five years ago mm -hmm. than I do now because yeah. it's changed so much and I don't deal with that in a day in a daily, you know, world, but I try to keep up with it as much as I can. You know, and it's 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 something that everybody in every industry that they if they care about it and they want to be successful. Yeah. I think that you really have to do is that continuing education. You can call it whatever you want, but and, and you gotta be like you have to be passionate about what you what you do, especially if it's you your do. business. There is no such thing as I went to school, I got my degree and I, I know how to you know, I got this job and, and that's uh, my learning is over. Yeah. That mindset, I think, is pretty much done for most kind of career jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know many jobs that are like that. You've got to be willing to keep an open mind and kind of keep keep moving forward and keep gathering information. Well, that's how you keep yourself valuable as well. It is. Out how of the you, market. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's also how you continue to like. After you've executed the plans in motion, you're continuing to like study and watch the markets and, and learn more. And, and you're going to have to keep changing that same that strategy, that that plan as well, like yeah. continuously forever. Mm -hmm. It never ends, you know, so like you're always going to be supervising, watching, gathering information, keeping the big picture in mind, paying attention to the small details yeah. and refining your strategy at every at every turn. Yeah. And, you know, there's a fine balance between being short term, adaptable, being very adaptable to the short term situations and game. keeping yeah, <laughs> the long game in mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a rough balance. And it's, you know, our industry is a great industry, you know, that and of watching, you know, these companies that have went for short term and not really kept in mind that this is a marathon and it's yeah. a very young industry. Yeah. Same thing even for, you know, a lot of businesses right now, though. You know, there's a long game being played because there is no short game to play right now. Of course. 
you know, and it's like, how, how do you figure that out? And, and it's tough for some people, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And there's some, you know, the business practices will save you. You know what I mean? Your business practices yeah. will save you. Like for the martial arts industry period, it's like a lot of those academies that were just like, you join us month to month and you know, like no, like those are gone now. You know what I'm saying? Like those places don't exist anymore. Yeah. Cause they were only about the short, the short, short term. Game. My thing is this, if I'm, if I'm going to be your coach and I'm going to be, I'm going to invest so much time, like doing what I do, I need some commitment on your end too, as a student, you know, like I want a year contract. Like this is like for me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I want a year long contract and this is how much it's going to be for a month. So it protects the business. It protects my time. And we don't go out of business the first month of the pandemic. Like a lot of places did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's your business practices. Cause you don't know what's going to happen in the world. Your business practices will Not a save you or it'll it'll destroy you. I think this is why it's also good to have like situational analysis or periodic analysis or regular analysis where you're kind of like reviewing things and looking at where you're positioned at and where you want to go and how things are changing and try and kind of like figure out the the flow of things at that moment and how to project forward what's what's the best route forward. Uh, because it, it never, it's, it's always, again, it's always kind of changing and there's things that no matter how well you prepare for them, you, yeah. you're, you know, they're still going to kind of creep up on you at different times. Yeah. Um, that's why it's important to keep, you know, that big goal, like no matter how, what you're facing in the individual moments, you've kind of got to keep that main goal in, in mind, that main vision in, yeah. in mind. And in fact, I would even say, as you start to progress and move through, you know, through your strategy and through time, as time starts to go on, you know, you should really kind of put it in in, in terms of like milestones and, mm -hmm. and things that you can accomplish, you know, decisive points, you know, a, fight, a fight is kind of probably like this now that I think about it more, you know, where there's certain point in the fight where, you know, something's about to tip one way or the other, mm -hmm. or a video game sort of another way to do that. You know, I think of like stages in a video game or points where you hit your checkpoint and then you mm -hmm. don't have to start all the way over again. You know, you hit deci these decisive points. So like, I think recognizing those decisive points can be hugely important, both mentally as well as strategically when you're trying to think about how to continue playing the game or continue, you know, expanding. Yeah, and it's like, like if you're fortunate enough to have people under you too, it's like, all right, you're the day-to-day -day guy. You're going to give me, uh, you, I want you to hit all these short-term goals. I'll take care of the long game, you know what yeah. I mean? And then plan it out that way, communicate. So it's like making sure the people that you put around you know what the vision is, know what the common uh, objective to accomplish is. And so you work better as a team and get more business done. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like if I hire someone to do the day-to-day -day operations that I should be also worried about the day-to-day -day operations. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm an owner, I'll be like, Hey, yeah. you need to do this. I can't micromanage everybody. Yeah. Your role is to do this. We'll have meetings constantly, but I'm going to concentrate on this end. We'll meet and we'll see what happens on this end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I so think why it's important. That's why it's important to take care of your people. Of course. Because you, if especially if you're going to have kind of a hands-off, I'm I'm trusting you decentralized approach. Yeah. 
which I think ultimately is the best in a very fast paced world well, you have for, to be, for you most have to trust industries. The that, yeah. You have to trust them. And yeah. for you to trust them, they have to feel like they have a home and they have an, they're invested in that situation yeah. and invested in the success of that business or that mission or, yeah. or project, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, take care, take care of your people. Take that's, care that's, your people. That's, a, that's a big part of it. Make them, make them feel like they're part of something bigger than just their individual job. Exactly. People want to have a purpose. Yeah. I think ultimately that's what anyone in life though, people always like Agreed. people. That's why some people get so attached to whatever. It's like they, they want to find their, why am I here? What is my calling? What's my bigger purpose? Yeah. And all that, you know, like if you make them feel like they're important and they actually have a purpose, chances are they're going to work harder for you and help you succeed to where you, you need to go. You know, like a rising, a rising tide raises all ships, you know? That's definitely the case. I mean, even for myself, like, as much as I, as, as much as I try to have discipline and try to really like hold my, hold my, you know, work ethic to a certain standard and everything, like there have definitely been bosses or situations, project leaders. So, you know, where I just wasn't motivated to do well for them because, you know, they were uninspiring and un, mm-hmm. you know, weren't appreciative. And, oh, yeah. it, and it's just like, too, yeah. you know, like, fuck, I'm killing myself for you and you don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to like, you don't give a shit. Then I don't give a shit either. I'm only getting paid so much money yeah. on this gig, bro. I'm going to look for other options. A hundred percent. Yeah. Other options. But uh, anything else you got this week? More of the same playing the game, playing the game. Playing the game. We'll have uh, a couple of guests coming up and stuff, you know? Yeah, we will have some guests coming up. So, yeah, you know, I think that'll be, that'll be fun for our listeners. But, you know, guys, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, help us out. If you like what you see, you like what you hear, subscribe to the Evolved Idiots YouTube channel. Give us a like. And, uh, you know, we'll keep ripping these out for you guys to, to bring you on this journey with us. Yeah, wherever it is we're going. (laughs) Well, this has been the Evolved Idiots. As always, Mike Mendoza. Matthew Nathaniel. Peace and love. Power to the people.